Something told me to do it right from the start, but uh, and I didn't do it, but here we are. Now. Always. I'm not reenacting, but there'll be plenty no. of other <laughs> moments we can share for <laughs> roughly 45 to 50 minutes. There you go. Exactly. Uh, you are Mike Wilmot. You are an actor. You are a comedian, and you're also one of my best buddies, older brother. That's 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 right. Yes, oldest brother, horrible brothers. I I haven't seen him in ever. We no, until somebody else. Somebody happens. else has to die. I and know. Then, hey, it's yeah, age. It happens. It's age. It happens. He's a he's a straight laced oh, kid. Yes, he is. He does. He doesn't need to know me. <laughs> I I wouldn't bring him no joy. That's not true. I can remember going down to the old Yuck Yucks, the Bay Street one with him. Oh, and, yeah. and coming down to see you and in my 1975 Buick Century and you oh. in the you in the backseat smoking smoking joints and neither he nor I at the time did any drugs at all. And you guys you, you were like you thought we were so lame. It was great. I was I was way ahead of my time. <laughs> way ahead of my time. Time. I oh I I was I was spreading the word even then <laughs> even to spreading the word to the reluctant to the reluctant yeah well yes. you know I was just I uh, you know yeah you know what it was that was funny for me at that time like I was you know I was in high school and I don't know I grew up with a bunch of really bad people in a bad neighborhood so I just decided to avoid drugs till I was older now Smart now I'm a, now I'm an addict now I do now now I do it voluntarily not because kids wanted me to <laughs> that's right and now um uh now that I'm bad Canada for a bit, having it legal, it's still screwing me up. Is it? Is it? It's still, yeah. I well, miss, I miss the hiding. Well, I was, I was gonna say you can, like, you can. I, I know, uh, like, you can walk twenty feet in Toronto and hit four different cannabis shops. That's it, right. It's it ridiculous. Takes, takes some of the sexiness out of it, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> and I'll tell you, I was doing a club in uh, in Calgary uh, yeah. not too long ago. Like a couple when they first experimented with moving around the country again. Right. And this I've been playing this club for years and it's in the hotel. Okay. So you go from your room basically to the gig. Yeah. So we would all as comics, we'd always go inside and smoke pot in the parking lot and then get in the elevator and get paranoid as hell because we stunk of weed. <laughs> and now that it doesn't matter, it's 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 taken some of the clandestine, you know, we got to get yeah. the right elevator. No, you guys go. We reek. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> that magic is gone. It has changed things. I mean, it's uh, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a big industry now. It's a big industry. Yeah. Uh, my English, my English buddies, when I'm over there, I'll go to our local and they will go, Mike, you might want to go outside and air out for a while because <laughs> it's not it's, legal there. It's not it's not legal at all there. It's like a class A drug. It's yeah, it's not. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this, then. I, I have actual real questions. But before yeah. the, before this, before the legalization of weed, it, when you traveled around to comedy clubs and you and do you, like, did the clubs have guys that you would like dealers? Like, how no, no, no. no, no. Two words. Kitchen staff. <laughs> it doesn't matter what country you go to. It doesn't matter if English is the first language. Kitchen staff. Always, Always. go to the kitchen staff. Always. There's a reason why 
there's a 35-year-old dishwasher because he <laughs> smokes way too much pot. So, yeah, look for a smiling dishwasher and you'll get high. I always knew. I mean, you know, I've been at some restaurants where you can tell half the wait staff is on blow because they're moving around like crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> know. You, don't, you don't want you don't want any coke heads doing your dishes. No, no, that would. Oh, Christ, no. <laughs> There's, you know, what's the rush? It's methodical, a dishwasher. Yeah, that's right. There's something uh, almost uh, therapeutic to washing. That's your right. Your hands are busy. You know, there's just, there's a slight element of danger. Very slight. <laughs> there might be a sharp knife there in there. could be. You could get knife. Yeah, or a thing could break. I, In fact, I was the dishwasher at the original Yucks many many moons ago when i was still in amateur comics i'd be like 19 or 20 really and i and yeah they needed a, i needed the work so they they gave me the job as a dishwasher and uh, i cut my hand up pretty bad one night on the on the glass cleaner <laughs> so rather than let me go the cheap fucks they wrapped my hand and it looked all bloody and dangerous so i did the door that night so nice so you look dangerous yeah, then <laughs> I looked, I looked, yeah you should have saw that yeah yeah you should have saw the other guy or whatever they say. In right. Fighting yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm bound to fuck that up in real life. You yeah. should see me. <laughs> then me. Wait. You should see the other hand. What? Uh, the other, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Okay, come back in. Uh, well, let's go back to that. So this is a thank you, by, by the way, Mike. Um, I, I haven't seen you in years um, either. Nobody's seen anybody I, in years. I, I think I saw you last time I saw you were working radio. With, yep. Was it? Did you do Humble Howard's show? Yeah, I was the producer. I was Bingo Bob that's on the right. Humble and Fred show. Yeah, that's, and, that's right. And uh, and I've been fortunate enough to see you. Like I remember, like I said, I remember when we when I got so I didn't go to elementary school with with Mark. Mark and I got to know each other in high school. And I the first time I met you uh, was when he was in Little Shop of Horrors. We were in the play together. Oh, him he and was I. Fat. That was a fabulous remember that? production. I do remember that. Yeah, and we had a. He was the dentist. That's right. He was the dentist, and I was Mr. Oh. Mushnick, the owner. Of the, of the of the of the flower shop two pivotal roles exactly exactly it's changed our lives but uh i remember meeting you and because we were all these drama nerds and i remember meeting you oh, and, of course. And, and mark telling us like my brother's a stand-up i'm like what do you mean he's i because i i'm the kind i'm the kid like the, half these albums behind me are old comedy records right i know you oh know, god bless you you know, they, you know they're like carlin and cheech and chong oh. and still you know bill cosby i know i can't listen to I, anymore, I wore but, mine i i oh. wore mine flat yeah, what I used I wore to do. mine flat, like practicing riffs. Yeah, so like I still have the seven words you can't say on television, the oh, entire classic. nine minute bit memorized in my head. I have it like verbatim. I can do it. But I used to actually take these records with a tape recorder in the back in the 80s. And I re and I would interview comedians. I would take little clips of it and I would be like, hey, I'm Bobby Willette and I'm, you know, I'm here, right, right. you know, and I would do that. And. And then, so I can remember, and I've always had such re reverence for stand up. And I remember going to see you and, uh, and seeing, you know, it was like we were there with some nice, some cool walk ons, like Kevin Nealon from SNL shows up. Or, oh, you know, I remember, I remember when Kevin was, yeah, he was filming something in town. Yeah. So I just, I guess I got to ask. So when you're, Yuck Yucks is is a is a newish or is you know is the first Yuck Yucks was the old one on Bay Street right is that like right. or, uh, like That's in, York, the in Yorkville the original one. yeah so you, yeah how do you end up this is a podcast about change so I want to ask you about how these changes came in your life how did you decide you wanted to be a stand up and end up washing dishes there and then end up I, on stage <laughs> I I think originally I wanted to be a stand up comic because I would see them in the afternoons 
whenever I was sick from school and then it, it, it actually made me skip school a few times. <laughs> so I could, you could watch guys do stand up on uh, Merv Griffin and stuff. Right, right. And I remember because as far back as I could remember, I wanted to be in, the, in, 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 in comedy. Yeah. Whether they, my father got me into that uh, with, with very young with, with silent pictures and, yeah. you know, and uh, all of, I'm a student of the of all comedy. Yeah. And originally I was going to go to Second City when uh, because it was the only thing in oh, town. Right. And then I saw Richard Pryor live in concert, the film. And then I read that's when I, like me and like a million fucking people my age. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I don't have to do any improv shit. I don't have to work. Well, I, you know, I don't have to work with others. Yeah. I can do it by myself. Yeah. And then you, and magically a uh, yuck yucks opened. Wow. Like, so it was, for, it was kind of like fortuitous, right? Yes, that's right. So at 18 or 19, I went, I went in with an earnest uh, to try and be a stand up, And uh, it was like, it, it's 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 almost like telling people when you when how did you become a heroin addict how did you become <laughs> a junkie well there was a dark basement yep. <laughs> in downtown toronto you go down this laneway yeah and i got a taste for it yeah and yeah and 30 something years later i'm still uh, i'm still hankering do you remember what your first bits were the first shit you wrote uh yes i remember one because my wife remembers it every few years. Yeah. She'll remember it. Yeah. About do you, if 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 monkey or orangutans or, or, or gorillas, I can't remember. Chimps. Right. Yeah. If they are so clever, are they masturbating in public just on purpose to, to make us <laughs> disgusted? And I would do one of the monkeys going, hey, hey, Harvey, why you jerk off again? Here's a busload of nuns or something. It was dark. Yeah. And I would and, and I think I could probably sell it again. Probably. But, but I was but I, I was a teenager, so there was like so there's so much doubt in my voice. <laughs> So yeah. how how so uh, do you remember? I asked this about musicians, um, and I, often it'll be like when when you're on stage and you're you're, you're a singer songwriter, say, and they start singing your lyrics back to you, like like that's when you know, when did you know they were getting you? Do you have a moment where you're like, I I I, I feel like they're getting me, dude, or is there like was there like one, well, or was it more of an evolution? I I think with stand, I think that's a very musical thing. I think with stand up, you do that every time you go up. Yeah, because it's it's um, oh interesting. It's stranger because the 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 hold you have on them is tenuous <laughs> at best. <laughs> so it's just just fucking playing that just that 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 razor's edge. Right. Is yeah. I don't I don't think I've ever felt like hey 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 I got it now. <laughs> I've never ever felt that. Right. And normally when I do think that I bomb. Really. Because then it's I'm full of confidence. You know, this shit where me, it works with crippling self-doubt doubt and 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 uh, and the and and the need to be loved by strangers. I was gonna say that's you, know, you mentioned Humble Howard. He and I have talked a lot about this, about the you know, the ego that you need to get out and do it. However, the lack of ego right. where you need to be reassured so much that right away. Like, yeah. Every few seconds. <laughs> it's not a song is. Uh, wait, what? Four minutes? Uh, uh, three minutes? Four minutes? Two and a half? Uh, like, yeah. Like you, 
that's that's a lifetime for a comedian. Yeah, <laughs> that's like oh well, that's one of those new newfangled storytellers. That's what you got there. One of your three minute fuckers. <laughs> three minute three. Bits, yeah. yeah, like when I was a kid, everyone said if you want to do Carson, that was always the thing. Carson. Right. Yeah, that's six minutes. So. Yeah, so you can't you can't do one lap. It's got to be second, 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 second. Although, having said that, one of my best friends, Rich Hall, who's been on, uh, he used to, sure. on, he was on the Tonight Show a lot. And Letterman, he wrote for Letterman. Uh, I saw an old clip of him. They gave him, if you go back enough, early, early 80s, they used to give you like 10, he produced an old little, little movie during his stand-up segment. On, on, with Carson. Yeah, which wow. blew my mind. I, I, yeah, he did the whole thing in his hotel room where he put all these. He went out and bought like a those little model railroad little people. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah. Put, and, and he put them all over the bathroom in, in the hotel, and he had a little story that went through all of them. That was and, when the tonight, yeah. the tonight Show was like ninety minutes at one point, right? Like, yes, that's uh, right. They needed filler. That's yeah, right. Yeah. So and it was fuck all else on. Well, th- you say that everybody wanted to do Carson. And you talk like is there you know talk about change is there's no Carson now right there's no, no like you no. do this show and you're gonna make it right you're, no, you're, uh, you're... Ma- ma- now it's pod things you have to get on a podcast like Mark Marin or or uh, yeah. uh, or, or uh, fucking Rogan or, or you know yeah, something yeah, like that yeah 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 but uh, no I no but it's like that... go ahead I know it's just like it's yeah like I've talked to Richie about uh, uh, the Tonight Show and he said there was nothing he said you. Wednesday you went on and you did your first tonight show. Thursday you were a celebrity. Yeah. That's how big and, it was. Yeah. And I have friends of mine that have done Conan a dozen times. No one knows him from Adam. <laughs> or or they do uh, you know, any and there's like what is it, 30 fucking late shows? So it's a ton now? of them now, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the only one that's worth watching, in my opinion, is hanging with Dr. Z. That's the only <laughs> one worth it. Fuck that fucking floors me. <laughs> Hanging with Doc, if you have, if any of your listeners have not seen Hanging, it's on, uh, yeah, it's Dana Carvey. It's Carvey, yeah. Dana Carvey. No. It's, it's a, um, um, holy Christ. Who is it? I don't, hang with, I gotta look it anyway, up. Anyway, right it's, look it up. It's, uh, Dana Gould. Dana oh, Gould. Dana Gould. Oh, God. Yeah, Dana God. Gould. Uh, 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 and it's, it's, it's fantastic. It's, it's fantastically funny. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Carvey right now is doing. Uh, oh, it's Doctor Zayas. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Hanging with Doctor <laughs> Z. Doctor Zayas is an old school entertainer. Oh man, who has a, he has a million old showbiz stories. <laughs> it's, it's contemporary at the same time it's in the past, and it's he tells stories about Mickey Rooney when Mickey Rooney owned a potato rest potato themed restaurant, which is true. He did. Yes, oh, Mickey God. Rooney had like potato land. Where you come in and you can put anything you want on your potato. That was the that was, that was the the, Mick, the Mickey Rooney potato restaurant. <laughs> you come in, you can stuff your potato with whatever here at Mickey Rooney's potato restaurant. It's it's got a, it's got an angle. <laughs> it's got it's and he and it, they, they he does the makeup for every episode. He's in full oh Doctor Zayas makeup. And he's and got it's, like and it's it's mercifully short. Yeah, I was gonna it's, say it's ten minutes. It's yeah, it's ten yeah, minutes it's, long. Yeah. And he just had his season two premiere was uh, with uh, Dave Foley from Kids in the Hall. My buddy Dave. That's what. That's wonderful. That's fantastic. Well, Dave Foley's on that Prime show with a bunch of people you must know, Deborah DiGiovanni. And oh yeah, I like, know them all. Yeah, it's like a show where they're all trying to make a John Lavoy or yeah, it's, a, it's a it's a it's a horrible game show. It looks like a horrible. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. I I have trouble. 
Britain does the same fucking thing. Yeah. I, I and I'm horrible on them. I, <laughs> I, I, I won't even do them because I'm not very good because it's like being really good at something to then do something that's not at all has anything to do with what you're really good at. But they think because you're funny, you can be funny in all in yeah, all yeah. venues. And it turns right? out with me. No, I'm a one turns out I'm a one trick pony kind of guy. <laughs> and I've done these game shows in Britain where when I and, and I've looked at them from seconds because it makes me ill. <laughs> And I really just look like a guy just sitting there going, well, look at the cameras. Eh? Like I just, like I just, and I'm oblivious and I don't understand what they're talking about. And I said, why are we all doing this? Why are we all facing this way? Why am I working with other people? What do you think of a guy like Jimmy Carr? Like he, he does all that stuff, right? Jimmy Carr. I, I, Jimmy's like, a whore. I love Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy's a whore that's going to end up in a prison for tax evasion. <laughs> I've known him since he started. Right. I figured you would. I, 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 I remember him on his open mic night at the Comedy Calf. Wow. On Old Street, which is the street where uh, it, that area that the Jack the Ripper. Oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty that's cool. The, yeah. That's well, where he started. Well, I so the. I don't know if you remember. Well, I want to talk to you about how you ended up there in 2006. I don't know if you remember. I randomly showed up and I my wife and I saw you in London. We we showed up one time in London and uh, you got us in and we watched you play over there. Oh, was, that the, the, was that the comedy store? I can't remember. I don't, I don't know if it was the comedy. Uh, I can't remember which club it was, to be honest. It was, you know, I was a newlywed and probably drunk. And uh, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's how I live life. Well, yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's, it's every day's a wedding. How does uh so you're you know you start off you know you Richard Pryor album you do yucks you start you start getting success here but I you have done so much time over in the UK oh most of my real career is there yeah how did yeah. that happen why did it happen uh like most everything uh in my uh, life uh mistakes <laughs> coincidences yeah. and uh, uh, uh just <laughs> fucking luck. Yeah. And and totally remember it's it's now it's a destination. Back then, this is 90 mid 90s. Yeah. I went to do the Edinburgh Fringe because I had never worked overseas and I was going to do it opening for Corky and the Juice Pigs. That's how it was going to start. Okay. Then I did the Just for Laughs in 94 and you know Greg uh, uh Greg Proops. Yeah, sure the guy was on uh, Who's Line. That guy, uh, he did a big interview with me on Channel 4 Radio or, or Radio 4. Sorry. BBC, Radio 4. BBC, yeah. Radio 4. And I thought it was radio like like you used to be involved in that kind of. I thought it was like, hi, we listen to this guy. But it isn't. It's millions of people listen to this. Yeah, it's very different over there. Radio. It's very yeah. different. And then I did a TV show. Somebody saw me in a nasty show and put me on their British TV show that aired in Britain but was filmed in Montreal. And then the next thing I fucking knew... I, I was in Edinburgh. I, uh, I, I and then I did well in Edinburgh. Then I was invited to to London. Yeah. And a guy and his wife after the show one night, we all had a few drinks and just we got into a bit of a laugh fit. And it turns out he was Malcolm Hay, who was like the, the writer for Time Out magazine. Wow. And he and he 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 postered me so for he, coming into London. Wow. So he helped that, like that Time Out magazine. If people don't know in Canada, because there's Time Out New York and Time Out London. Yeah. Time Out London's huge, right? Like it, people, it was it, at yeah, one point. It, I don't know if it is anymore, but it was it's like uh, it's not just for tourists. No. In fact, it, it was very busy then uh, uh, stand up wise. You'd get a copy to find out where you were. Yeah, I remember that you were at like three 
shows yeah. in, in 2006. You, I, we ended up seeing you at like one in the morning. You had done two shows before that. Yeah, and that's a that was a, that's a quick night. It yeah. was like at its peak, I would say uh, my record was seven. You did seven different clubs in seven one night. Seven different shows. I did. I started in the afternoon. Wow. In in Liverpool, I did two afternoon shows at like a, this kind of horribly sad re, uh, resorty kind of thing. Oh, a the, resort the, in Liverpool. The Butlins. Yeah, where there was like a go kart track. Everyone's just they're just smashed. That's all. It's a it's a everything's rounded <laughs> off. The. Uh, the, the the all <clears throat> rubber sheets in in the bedrooms. <laughs> it's ready. It's just for drunk assholes. It was lovely, and it's... we did two shows. Hopped in a car, drove to London, where I did five. So you're wow. doing twenty minute spots. Yeah, starting at about seven thirty and ending at around two in the morning. Oh my god, that's it crazy! Great. It's it I mean, great. It's great for the pocketbook. It's great for the uh, for that need to be uh, you know. Oh yeah, to, to be loved. You know, I was that. mainlining then. That yeah, was great for sure, for sure. And then you could like so. Let, let me ask you about the first time you headlined. Do you remember like when? Like when did you feel prepared? So what's a headline? Forty minutes? Like yeah, forty forty five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I like, remember lying <laughs> at a place. I swear to Christ. Oh, now, uh, Hoagie Barmichael's. Oh, my God. Okay, Hoagie <laughs> Bar. I've, I've thought of this in a long time. That's great. Rick Solomon was, he he was in the carpet business, but he he, always, he he did stand up as sort of like a hobby, and he ran the show at Hoagie Barmichael's. Okay. Uh, he And I opened for someone there, and he said, you're great. Can you do, you can come in in a couple of weeks. Can you do 40? And I lied and said yes. Yeah, I got like, forty. I, I didn't. No I didn't even pause. It wasn't even like I didn't. You know, put. You know. Oh, let me see. No. Just, yes. Okay. Yes. And I had maybe fifteen. Oh my god. And I went on stage, and it was always packed. It was a Sunday night. I think it was Mississauga, and I got through forty by saying a lot of it twice. I just figured, <laughs> and I don't like. I would say hi. Hi, how are you? How are you? You doing okay? Is everyone doing okay? How it took me five minutes to say hi, how are you? And it, it just and I I just fucking just climbed the mountain and bing the bell. And Rick it out. just and Rick just looked at me. Okay, you prick. That was okay. Okay, you prick. Okay, but but you know, it's comedy. They they know what you want. You know, yeah. you're hungry for it, you know. Did you uh did you ever were you a host ever like you would you, you oh yeah did you because yeah if you haven't been to Yuck Yucks in a long time it's you know you usually get your host who comes out and hey who who's celebrating and then you got the yeah. opener, opener middler and then you and a headliner yeah. usually right so right. like I know Humble Howard he's always been a great host you know we mentioned him he was he's really good at kind of riffing with the audience and going back yeah and forth. but it's a I know it's a different skill set yeah oh very much so I I used to be the regular host at a place in Toronto called the Laugh Resort. Oh, I remember the Laugh Resort. Yeah, and I think I was, I think I hosted it for two or three years. Yeah. So it was great because you always have to write because uh, people just keep coming back. Yeah. And uh, I didn't do any birthday shit. I was horrible for that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't, to this day, I don't like, but that's what weekend comedy clubs are. They're, 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 they're birthday clubs. You know, if you're looking at play, people that have spent a lot of money. It's it, it and I you know I'm I play them all I'll do I'll do you know yeah, I'll I, do it yeah. I'll do it but some of my favorite clubs just sort of like you know we're we're not here for your birthday it's it's about comedy 
Yeah. What do you do when like, you know, you talk about a birthday club. I've seen you play things like pretty like, you know, up in cottage country. You'll do a show. Oh, yeah. You know, you'll be doing something up in at the key to bow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, there you Can go. I, you got to kind yeah, of yeah. your hat on. So that's but, right. And with if people aren't familiar with your again, you mentioned the the nasty show. You you work blue, as they yes. say, you know, yes. uh, where does that like where? How do you measure that? How do you temper that? Are you just you like they've hired me? They know who I am. They, they pretty well know or they advertise it as such. Yeah. Uh, but I always found I, I I don't call myself that. No, I know you like, don't. I I, uh, I, uh, I I in fact I just turned down a show because they wanted to call it uh, the uh, the anti woke show or something. Uh -huh. I don't want to be I don't want to be uncola or cola. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah. be. I mean, fuck off. I, I'm just me. I don't like that labeling bullshit. I'm, I'm I try to be funny. I, I think laughter is a way we all. Now this sounds like a fucking asshole, but it's true. <laughs> laughter it is that weird fucking state your mind goes into when when a paradox, you know, like what and, yeah. and, and if you get a lot of those, it's not. I did a really, I did a lot of really dirty jokes on the BBC. Yeah, years. This is in the late nineties. Okay, and I was shocked they were letting me do this on on mainstream television, and the producer, God bless him. Uh, uh, Anthony Caveney is still around, he's still a great producer. I uh, say, so if they're laughing, it's not dirty if they're laughing. And, Fair. And, and, it's and a great I way of looking at it. Yeah, well, it's a great way. I've seen, I've seen your act so many times, and I've seen, you know, you, the, Uncle was your last release on Spotify. You've had Comedy Now specials. Um, you're not, you're, you're actually, comedy, no, not Comedy Now. Sorry, I hate Comedy Now, and I said, fuck off to them years Did you? ago. Not Comedy Now. Did you have? You and I remember a... the, the producer. We were at the Comedy Festival <laughs> in Montreal, and the producer said, "Are you sure you don't want to do a Comedy Now?" And I would make more in a weekend in yeah. London than they were willing to pay for an hour of material that you never own right. that they keep for infinitum. It's you. I said you never have it. Wow. And I said, "No, no, thank you." And one of them said, Are you sure you're going to burn? You want to burn a bridge? And I looked at him and said, Do you really think you're a bridge? <laughs> like, I was amazed with their ego, not mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm you... just protecting my material. <laughs> I was amazed. You think you're a bridge? That's funny. Speaking of your material, one of the things that I think helped bring you into kind of more of the, the common vernacular of people was I think it was at Now Magazine tried to call you homophobic. Because you did the bit with every time a guy gets drunk, what guys get oh, around the with their butts. Yeah, suck a dick for a million dollar trip yeah, or and, joke. Yeah, I remember that, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you line them up. I'll play the seal at Marineland. It's still one of my funniest yeah, favorite yeah, yeah. lines ever. Um, but and what's so homophobic about blowing guys to a tune? <laughs> I think it's the other way. I think that's lovely. Adding music. It's true. It's like musicals. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but that's my point. None of your stuff has ever been mean spirited. Like, right. I, uh, what's wow. the point of that? Well, I don't get, you know, I think, you know, I think a lot of comics, particularly lately, all these white guys that think they don't have a voice <laughs> that that yeah. that right now, those are the most annoying comics out there that are that are basically vulgar in a whole different way. Yeah, there 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 there's a lot of hate in their act. Yeah. And a lot of how dare he say that? Well, fuck, it's easy to say things that you're not supposed to say in public. Doesn't mean it's the funny. Debate doesn't mean it's funny. No, it yeah. doesn't mean it's funny at all. But that's been like that for as long as I've known it. There, 
shock comics. I always thought that was a joke. It, it's well, it, but do do you remember that? Do you have those moments where you're like, people are 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 not getting it? Like in your, oh Christ, yeah, yeah. You usually really drunk people who are they're the new assholes. Are they drunk politically correct? The super because, so the the left, so the super lefties so, are yeah, so so they're they're pissed drunk and uh they misunderstood something but they've heard a few trigger words yeah and there's nothing you can say to them because they're smashed so you just keep going but they never bought that i never get no one gets violent they just get dumb and and then i have fun with them because they don't realize they just keep digging this hole yeah yeah and, and you're almost apologizing for burying them with their own <laughs> words you know but you just keep doing it until they go away how uh, I want to move on to acting a little bit, but like how 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 have things been? Thankfully, you've had the acting, but how like what about this goddamn pandemic and trying to do shows? And I've seen people oh. stand up on Zoom is horrible. Let's face it. it like, this, like, what have you done? How have you been dealing with I, it? I've done I've done a handful of Zoom shows enough to realize it's horrible. And then they started to <laughs> they all started to die because it's yeah. dumb. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> no, I, I was doing comedy in parks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I was doing comedy in a guy's garage in a laneway. Wow. Uh, for about 12 people that were separated and, and yeah. everyone in the laneway, they could stand in the laneway. And I think yeah. I was lit by a car. Yeah. Fun. Uh, I, I loved every fucking moment of it. I yeah. did it backyards. And it there was something lovely about like the green room is somebody's lawn. Like you're in a and, and they haven't weed whacked it. So yeah. you're worried about getting ticks. <laughs> And, and you're still thinking it's still the same thing. It's, most of these didn't have microphones, and right. but it's still it's still the same thing from doing the just for laughs to to Edge Garage. It's it's the same vibe. It's the same high, and it's in in many ways it was cooler. It was like post apocalyptic. Yeah, yeah, it was for like sure. Live, it, the whole pandemic is like a. Um, Oh Christ! Well, who who did uh, Escape from New York? Oh, um, the actor or the no Car Carpenter? John yeah, Carpenter. John, John Carpenter. Yeah, it's like John Carpenter science fiction of like in the future audiences <laughs> are illegal, <laughs> but you you would you wouldn't buy it no, unless just... you were really high. Okay, I'll go. I'll <laughs> let you go with that one, John. Okay, as unbelievable a premise as that is. <laughs> A legal eye. What the fuck? And yeah, so I I I found it just odd. And I mean, you you could. That's what you had to do to keep. Like right now, uh, normally you uh, if you're working out new stuff, you do it's open mics, right? Like you, right. You're that's work the only part I'm suffering because I can't get out there to oh, try out the new shit. And for some reason, the wife doesn't find me as funny as she used to. Standing on your own front lawn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not the same. The neighbor, the na as soon as I open the door, I hear all the neighbor's doors close. <laughs> they, come, on. <laughs> come on, guys. I got something new to work. Out. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Are you a notepad guy? Like or oh, oh a bit. Yeah, I got yeah. notes all over the fucking house and I got a bunch of them in the basement. And 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 weirdly enough, I've gone through all of them. Some of these things are 20 years old. And it's still the same, maybe 20 ideas that have been <laughs> reworked and moved around and have turned into other ideas. But it's, uh, yeah, it's, I, I know, but, but mostly it's very, very rough notes. And then I go and I hit a stage. It's about, I've seen you like at the old, a Dominion on Queen Street. Oh, there. Yeah, that was a great one. 
That was a, they had a yeah. great open mic. You and uh, Edward, Derek Edwards would, would yeah. work there sometimes. Always, so. always, always, never. I remember for years I didn't do open mics because I had become a professional. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, you, and you get stagnant and you, then, you, then you start referring to your act as like, it's almost like your ventriloquist dummy. <laughs> and so, yeah, then a friend of mine, Rich, by home yeah. told me, yeah. that's about 15 years in. He, he says, now here's your choice. Either you go on automatic pilot and lose your mind and go and tell jokes on a cruise ship, yeah. or you you hit the uh, amateur nights. And so yeah. I hit the amateur nights, and it was right. Once you learn how to bomb funny, you can you can pretty well try out shit all the time. Did you find that people knew you at these in these rooms? So like, so they were a little more forgiving. I've heard that a lot about like you know like people who get, you know are, are, who are known can can bomb easier almost. Well, it, it's not just known. It's some of these rooms like the spirits on uh, spirits on uh, well, Church and Wellesley, yeah, which yep. ran for eighteen nineteen years. My late great Joanna Downey. Joanna Downey, yeah, yeah. She uh, that room spoiled everyone because uh, first <laughs> off, it's free. Yeah. And then people just kept coming back every week. So, and they ended up becoming friends. Yeah. And yeah. and then you realize half the, and none of this is helping at all. <laughs> because they're, they're being kind. <laughs> so you have to go to the other ones that yeah. aren't so kind. And there, the, there was a great one, the Dominion. I think, yeah, the, the one on the, Dan, no, the, Eaton, the House. Eaton House. Eaton House on the Danforth. Dominion's on Queen Street. Both That's of the right. East End here. Yeah, yeah. The Eaton House. When it first started, because eventually it became like a too friendly as well. Yeah. When it first, you, your only job was if I can get these fuckers to look at me. <laughs> Just look if at I you. Could, if, if I can get a giggle from those pricks at the bar, yeah. I, I could do that at the Just for Laughs and get a standing ovation. <laughs> the same shit. That's what I need. If you don't know, the Eden House is the only Newfie bar in Greek town. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Full Greeks. Yeah, full of Greeks. Yeah. The, uh, the odd movie here and there. Yeah, owned by Greeks. The odd movie looks very scared. Yep, uh, and it's walking distance from where I am. It's, I, I'm just like it's, that was uh, a great bar. Yeah, it still is, I would imagine. Yeah, when they're allowed to be open, absolutely for sure. Where did uh, when did okay? So I because I could I could talk about about comedy forever and and uh, but I want to ask you about acting. You were just in Eight Bit Christmas. Was the oh, most yeah, recent, yeah. was the I most was just talking to the director today. Were you? Yes. What, yes. Like about another possible, like well, a, eight, no, a nine, yeah. nine bit Christmas. <laughs> you never, you never, Mikey and I worked a thousand times. This is Mike Douse. Okay. We did It's All Gone Pete Tong together. Oh, he, so he, okay. That, that's the one I was going to ask you about, of course. We did a TV show called, uh, what? Oh, no, that, no, the other one, Foundation. Okay. And I did a movie with him with, uh, Harry, uh, Harry Potter, Daniel Ratcliffe called, uh, Something else, the F word. Called something else. But <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, these movies got different names and everything. It's crazy. Oh, he did. No, no. he did Goon, and he oh. did Goon as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So you were just talking uh, to him. So where did? Yeah. Okay. So I mean, I, I think a lot of people who might might listen would you know they'll know you from uh, not Comedy Now specials, but you have had comedy specials on television, and you've been yes, featured. On, uh, I, a British TV and, and uh, the na the nasty show. There's been, that's been on a lot of just for laughs. A yeah, lot a lot of just for laughs shows. But I think it's all gone. Pete Tong is the one that I think from movie wise that a lot of people would know you from. It's, uh, it, it's apparently a cult picture. It's a cult classic, as they say. When yeah. I meet kids at kids, they're all in their your age now. Yeah. When I <laughs> when I when I when I run into a fan of that movie, they they are big fans of that movie. Like they yeah. they know every word of dialogue. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, one guy uh, not too long ago was watching me on doing that movie while in conversation with me. Oh, like it was how did that like it, on a podcast or like uh, or I don't know he was holding his phone up so oh. he's talking to me and looking at his phone talking to me looking at and it was like he says I can't fucking believe I'm talking to you I think he was just double checking it was me right you got the facial hair now right so yeah, I have facial hair I'm a little thinner so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh and uh, way older because that's like almost twenty years old that so, I was gonna say was that your first kind of was that your, like I that's not a Hollywood pick because it's a British film but was that like the uh, one of the bigger productions you ever been on that that was the first and so far only time well set, yeah uh, where my name was before uh, the movie. Like uh, oh, you were in the, front, the you were in the front of uh, the, uh, the, uh, the front credits. credits. Oh, cool. Yes, not not fat guy in shirt. <laughs> Number three. I was I was I was I've I've been a few of them. I've been a few of them. Crazy fan. <laughs> uh, I, uh, oh, I did a movie we talked about him earlier. Uh, 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 sweetheart, Dave Foley. Oh yeah, yeah. I did I did one of his movies called. Um, the wrong guy. I remember that movie. Yeah. And I have no, there's no mention of me, my name in it. He gave me Wallace. <laughs> so if you watch the picture, then you look at the credit roll, you'll go, who the fuck was Wallace? There was no, never a reference to my actual name, but it was better than but, guy in meeting. Yeah. <laughs> but you, uh, I remember when you got a commercial one time, I remember you telling me oh. this story and it was a commercial where you had to be a truck driver, but you yes. don't know, but you don't know how, I don't to, know how to drive. Still don't know how to drive. You still don't know how to drive. I mean, a truck. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah. And you had to pull and it over. And, and, you, you, and the director goes, Yeah, could you just pull it over now, Mike? And I go, like, yeah. And he goes, No, <laughs> you killed everyone. You just killed everyone. <laughs> I almost killed a couple of kids in a movie. I played a cab driver. Okay. And I lied and said I could drive. And I uh, I took him down the wrong side of the road. And I could hear the walkie talkie in the cab going, Mike, if you can go down the right side of the road, please. Are you actually driving the vehicle? Yes. Even though you don't. <laughs> I don't know. And there was two kids in it. Oh, it was very, very no unprofessional. No Hollywood magic there. <laughs> I went out and got a Werner's permit. Okay. Well, yeah. That's what it. Yeah. Your G one, I believe. It used to be. I got we, my G one. It used to be called and, the, your three sixty five. Remember, you'd get your three sixty. I don't know if you remember that. Like you, because it was last a year. You got your three sixty five. Give yeah. you a year to get. Yeah, your that license. rings a bell. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I got. A, I, I never been. I, you don't want me behind the wheel. <laughs> Where, I knew that as it, when I was sixteen. I knew that. How? So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you knew you didn't want to drive. No, there's no. It's for other people. It's like wearing a mask. It's for others. Okay. Yeah, that's right. You're doing it for others. Yes. I'm doing it for others. This is not. I loved it. It was zipping around, going crazy, <laughs> spinning around. But no, but for the safety of others, I will not drive. How often? So you again? So uh, HBO Max film, the Eight Bit Christmas off. You had the relationship with Michael, uh, the with the with the director. But so like, how often is uh, a guy like you who's been thirty plus years doing stand up? How often are you doing auditions and stuff like that? Like just- not that many. I'm not very uh, uh, good at them, and uh, I uh, I tend to work with Mike. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I have yeah. a wonderful acting relationship with a director writer, who uh, yeah, who he'll he'll phone me. Yeah, and go. Here's something, and it's usually a loud mouth and someone that can swear without sounding horrible. Right. That's someone that that's very good at casual cursing. Right. So in one movie, the um, the f word, I was hired. He phoned me up. I was in a car 
coming back from Derek Edwards' cabin reeking of firewood and funk. <laughs> and I got a buzz from Mike. He said, look, it, I want you to come in for a day and rip into Harry Potter. So I said, yes. <laughs> so we did that. And then uh, the TV show, he goes, this thing's made for you. So I was the lead in the show. But it was too, too, it was too ahead of its time. I was uh, addicted to crack, and yet I was a very powerful person oh. in, in, in politics. It was they, un- thought that would, they thought that would be, that's too unbelievable. A year later, a year later, <laughs> Ford snorted. Doug yeah, Ford. Ford, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Rob, Ford Rob, yeah. Rob, yeah, yeah. I, I, plagiarism. They, totally. They, uh, um, oh my gosh, that's so funny. So which, what was the name of that TV show? What was that one? That was the, was called that? the foundation the foundation. Okay. There's right. still on YouTube. There's still little chunks of it. It was, okay. uh, it was pretty, pretty, pretty dark. Yeah. I loved it. I yeah. loved it. So what's, uh, you know, this is a podcast about change. How do you think, uh, I'll go back to stand up just for a sec. You know, I you have been changing the topic quite a bit to stay That's in good. the theme. It's good. It's good. Yes. I like but it. This is yes. I like it. Here's the thing. I, I'll tell you what, Mike. When I uh, I was working for Bell Media and I uh, my, I had a contract end and I was like, and during the pandemic, I'm like, shit, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I only have, I've only done radio for 20 plus years, and I don't know when I'm gonna get a job. So I got to do something to keep myself busy. And like every other guy who's out of radio i'm gonna start a podcast because that's what we do uh, but i needed a hook i needed something different i literally woke up in the middle of the night and i said my podcast has to be about change so i've had people on like you know uh i've had actors i've had uh, artists i've had singers i've had all and everything we talk about we all do everything changes all the fucking time right so that's right you know and how do you deal with it sometimes you look for change right like at a certain point you're like i gotta change my act or i gotta you know right. I gotta, you know so i like to try to live about a half hour ahead of me <laughs> i find you're constantly uh, confronted with changes every every half hour or so you go what the fuck am i doing here and then <laughs> how did i get but, here? yeah i'm like a narcoleptic in a canoe <laughs> Just keep on waking up. Well, this looks nice. Well, there's a village. Let's wake up. What the fuck? Where uh, it used to be Carson. It used you said podcasts. Uh, where uh, where are uh, and we've we've touched on the whole thing with people on the you know people are too sensitive now. Is it harder to be funny now? Is it harder yeah. to find places to be funny? I haven't I haven't noticed a fucking thing. And, uh, I, and it, not that I'm looking for it. Yeah. Again, I don't want to be confrontational. Yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, I don't. Uh, I haven't noticed a goddamn thing. I I I, I can play all the rooms. Yeah. So I I uh, and I, I and uh, I don't have a hate-filled heart. I'll take the I'll take something, and I'll I'll work it that it's still dirty. But if 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 anyone's getting hurt in the in the in this in my act, it's me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're the butt yeah. of most of your jokes for sure. Yeah, so I so far I haven't taken it too seriously. You're okay. I, yeah. have, I haven't taken me to court. I've never, <laughs> you know, if I do, I, I, I did, I did a whole bit about uh, uh, rape, and just to say rape, and about, but it was about unicorn rape, and and it, it all got to this point where it just got too ridiculous. The people in the crowd that wanted to hate me just gave up and started laughing. It was so stupid because it's unicorn rape. Right? So that's why God put him in in prison where there's unicorn because they're rapists. And I went on and on about rape, and you know what comes out of their horn? Right out of the tip of a unicorn's horn, 
uh, AIDS. AIDS <laughs> comes out of that. So it just got so stupid that people just gave the fuck up. You can't. Oh, like, <laughs> we're going to laugh if it'll shut you up. Like that kind of thing. Well, I I don't know if I, I can't top that. I will. I, I'm going to end there. Do you have any gigs coming up? Do you want to like you got to uh, today? No, no, no. I'm doing Sunday. When is this air? I, I, I'm going to I can post it whenever I was. Uh, you, you got something to promote for Sunday. Well, I, I could... It doesn't matter to me. I'm on I'm on this one. But my friend uh, produces a show called Hell. OK, on Sunday, Sunday nights at the comedy bar at uh, Ossington and Bluer. Downtown okay. Toronto. Fantastic comedy club. Yeah. With a great vibe and tons of different shows every night, seven days a week. Have you been over here to Dawes and Danforth? They've got the new. Uh, no, because that's just but I I just found about that. that yeah. That's their East End. OK, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm living in Ajax now. Uh, I, I saw which that. Is fucking bizarre. You're a 905er all of a sudden. But yeah, my mother passed, left me a big house. God bless her. And now I'm living in this weird suburban <laughs> nightmare. But the go train, which is a 13 minute walk, according to my phone okay. from this, from where I'm sitting. Yeah. And a 36 minute thing to that comedy club. Yeah. It's just there. Yes, right and there. I'm getting to play it. I'm okay. going to try to book a Mike, a, a, a Professor Wilmot's comedy course, and I'm going to do it twice a month. Be and it's not going to be a, it's just be a show. It's, yeah. like, it's just a dumb name for a show. But uh, uh, I might wear a lab coat. I like that. There there you go. I work on some, do some do some character work. There you go. Of course, every one of them is it's just different levels of me. <laughs> Well, yeah, Mike. Mike, you have always you talk about like you've always been so kind to me, and yeah. uh, and uh, and your uh, and your your little brother there, and uh, I just uh, I'm happy to be able to talk the business with you, and I'll I'll end on this little anecdote. I'm actually happy you finally got me the guilted me enough. I to did guilt you enough. Through, I've, yes. I've, been, I've been I've been DMing you on pulling Twitter the, for pulling the pulling the the family strings. Yeah, yeah. I just saw your brother the other day. Blah blah oh, blah. blah, blah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I, there was a comedian on Facebook who was uh, going off about another very famous Canadian comedian uh, stealing his jokes, and uh, I saw Russell this. Peters. Oh yes, okay, good. Oh yeah. Oh, so, it's about stealing. It always goes to Russell. And Russell has a, a a very simple joke that he completely stole from you about a hockey puck in a pool, and yes. and he said it's like a hockey puck in the ocean. It's the exact same. And, and I ruined it. And I started. I brought that joke back. Yeah, <laughs> because I had to. Somebody had to do it right. Yes, and I tweeted you about it once. I'm like, did Russell steal? And you, I said, who did this first, Russell Peters or Mike? And you're like, not Russell. <laughs> like, not <laughs> Russell. No, no. The set was a sound thing. It was. It was a, what the sound of the a hockey puck. Uh, the word, the, the it's word, was about the, the, the word, It's about the word cunt. Cunt. It's a cunt word. Yeah. It sounds like a hockey puck in a swimming pool. Cunt. Yeah. That's yeah. the sound. Yes. He said a hockey puck in a lake. And yeah. my first thought was, that's bullshit, you hack bastard. <laughs> so, so I brought it back. But we've made up ever since. He's a sweetheart. Blah. Have you? Okay, good, good. Well, I'm so, glad. Yeah, I'm, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, what do I know from millionaires? What do I know? I don't know. I don't know. We don't hang in the same circle. Yeah. Him and Drake hanging I'm, out, you know. I'm living in my dead mom's house. <laughs> 
Oh, Mike, uh, thank you so much. When you are here on the Danforth, uh, please let me. I'm going to come and crush that show. I will, buddy. All right. It was nice to talk Take to you. Take care. And I love you all, you listeners of Bob's Basement. <laughs> Thanks, Take Mike. Take care, lad. Bye, buddy. We got to stop making changes. This has been Bob's Basement. Thanks for listening. Thanks. That's the way it is. For more information, email Bob at bobwillette at gmail.com. That's Bob Willette. Like Gillette. With a W. Follow Bob on Twitter at Bob Willett. Bob's Basement is available where you find your favorite podcasts. Until next time. Well, that's the way it is.